send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Welcome to the Graceful Warriors Podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up. So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then, warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, graceful warriors. How are you doing? Hanging in there? So I hope you're doing great. I know this is scary times right now, which is the reason why I'm going to put a pause right now, not for good, but just for right now, maybe this this week. We'll see what happens. But I want to put a pause on the Girls with Swords book and talk to you guys about the anxiety and the fear that is that is filling up out there. And I've had a couple of emails. I talked to a gal the other day in Bible study and, you know, anxiety, fear, stress, worry, um, anger, arguments. It's all out there. And now the nation, if you don't know, you're going to know now. The nation was just put on alert because of all of the Hamas and Hezbollah, all of that stuff going on. So the nation has been told to basically keep your head on a swivel. So how do we face each day without all the fear, the worry and the fear going on? 
What's the answer to our anxious thoughts? And I I don't want to give you a, a pat answer here, but I'm going to give you the only one I have found helpful. And it is true. And it is just. And it will work for every single one of you out there. It's prayer. Prayer. And it's not even my idea. But it was from the Apostle Paul, who often was tempted to feel anxious. And you know, right now we've got a lot of stuff going on. You know, the this, this surprise, supposedly surprise attack on Israel that just came out. You know, as we sit back and we look at all this, There's a part of me that says Satan is overplaying his cards. He's trying to implement a time frame that God has not even said that this is the time yet, if that makes sense. Hear me out. Because, see, as we read in the scriptures and in Matthew, we have, you know, Matthew 24, where it talks about all of the end time stuff, right? And you have a lot of people, even my mother has talks about, you know, we're in the end times. God could come at any time. Look at all the rumors of wars and, you know, all of this stuff. They're going to take our money and here comes the mark and da 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 And I'm not saying that I do not believe in end times. It's not what I'm saying at all. So no emails, guys. <laughs> But what I am saying is, how do we go from everything honky-dory through Trump to three years, fast forward of transgender, mutilation of our kids, um, homosexuality, and disruption in the White House with Joe Biden, because he's not even my president. I refuse to call him that. And everything now Israel. And we have to back up and go, okay, what does the word of God say? And I'm going to go to this because here's where I am with it right now. Let me just put it out there and then I will continue on because I, I know what I have in my mind. Matthew 24 talks about the whole destruction of the temple and signs of the end times, okay? But what happens, and I'm going to ask you this, and so you email me your answers. That's what I would like to know. What are your answers to this? Whatever happened to the great harvest? You know, when the Lord had told the disciples or had, was it the disciples? No, it was in the word where he was talking about the tares and the wheat. And they were saying, well, should we, the story of it, and should we separate them? And the Lord says, no, because you will destroy the good crop from the bad crop. There's going to come a time where You know, God has promised the Lord Jesus his harvest, his 
his massive harvest. We hear from days back of Billy Graham. A huge harvest is coming. A huge harvest is coming. What about the prodigals coming home? What about scripture where it says our young men will dream dreams and our, our, our young men will prophesy and our old men will dream dreams? What about all of that? See, prophecy has to come and happen first. All prophecy has to be fulfilled before the coming of the Lord. Has all prophecy been fulfilled for those that are, oh, at any moment, we can be taken away. And I'm not against that. I'm not saying that I am against the rapture. What I'm saying is, okay, yes, we're, we, yes, I admit, yes, we are going to go through hard times. And I believe I'm the one that says we're going to go through end time stuff, tribulation stuff, as far as seeing the hatred towards the Christians. Only New York seems to be dealing with it. Only Texas border is open. Possibly Cali and Arizona are dealing with it. Are you guys hated in Idaho and Montana? Are you being persecuted right now? Are they lining you up and taking you out? No. See, we haven't gone through all of that. The Lord says even that even if the first church, the first believers, all of all of the Christians and Jews from the Old Testament all the way through, if they had to stand for what they believe and died, Jesus says, don't you think that the latter church is going to have to do the same thing? We're going to have to go through it. And Jesus will come. He will shorten that time frame. And he will, some will not even see death, the scripture says. That we will actually be raptured out of this. So there has the, has the moon what is, what is, I just closed my Bible. Let me go back to it. And I'm only bringing this up, you guys, because it's just like, there's so much fear out there. And I, and I totally get it. I get it. But it says here, I was going to go over some stuff, but it seems like as the Lord leads, he is my producer. He is my he is the captain of this show. He leads me. And so it says, if you're in Matthew 24, I'm in the NIV this time. And the disciples asked Jesus, hey, when will this, this happen? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the end of the age? So Jesus comes back and he says, hey, watch out. Don't let anyone deceive you. Many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. And so as we look back all the way back from 70s, even all the way up through through today, we have a lot of religious cults, you know, that had went out there. You can look all of that up. And I did a study a long time ago um, out of all the nations 
men that have come forward and said, I am the Messiah in different countries and stuff. So we have been dealing with a lot of that. But we have somebody coming. The the lawless one that is coming. And it even will even see it. The Lord even sees when you see the desolation. Then that's when we'll know. The abomination. So then he says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Everybody lives on that verse alone. Verse six. Hello, people. So does that mean you eliminate all 51 other verses? It's a 51 verses in the entire chapter of 24. So you're just like, oh, it's here. Wars and rumors of wars. No, go down the list, guys. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. And listen to what Jesus says. But see to it that you are not alarmed. There's where the anxiety and the fear and everything comes in. He tells us right there from thousands of years ago in the book of Matthew, he is telling you and I right there, even though you hear of wars and rumors of wars, he says, hello, people, wait a minute, stop the press. Even though you're going to hear this, don't be alarmed. He goes on to say, such things must happen, but here it is. The end is still to come. We are not even there yet. Verse seven, he says, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Where are we at right now? Yes, Israel, the whole war, Russia, China, Ukraine, all of it, Israel, Hamas. And I know I'm going off in left field right now, but Palestine, look up Palestine. And this is just a bonus thing. I didn't even put it in my notes, but it just came to mind. Look up Palestine. It is not even a country. Doesn't exist. The Palestinians are basically Israelites that, that are like, you know, the rebels, the the fighters the troublemakers in Israel. They are not a sovereign country of their own. The UN doesn't even recognize them. So here's something to throw out to you guys. For those that are all into all of the Q and the Anon stuff and those, there are people on social media, a lot of my time and work, is on social media a lot, um, trying to promote the podcast, trying to talk to other podcasters, uh, either on social media, as far as Twitter, on Facebook, there's a lot of pod Christian podcasting pages in there to talk to people, guests, everything. And so you hear of a lot of different conspiracies, way left way out of the left field ideology, you know, and those, hear me out. Let's just say, for example, what about this type people? 
So I would throw it back at them. Those people that were hating on Israel and say Israel needs to be destroyed, Israel's are the Zionists, the Rothschilds, the this, could it possibly be then? This, these Palestinians, maybe they are the Zionists in your crazy theories. They're the ones that are the whack job. They're the ones doing all this murdering and slaughtering and have no respect for life, period. How about that? Look that one up. Booyah. <laughs> okay. I had my moment. All right, let's go on. So seven, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. All right, there's where we, we're looking at that, guys. There's, there's no argument there. Second part of seven, there will be famines. We've had famines in the earth since time began. Africa is always dealing with famines. Uganda, different places. We've been dealing with that forever. And I'm not saying, ah, oh, here we see, this is not even going to happen. We're not going to have, we've been, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Stick with me. And earthquakes in various places. Did you guys just know we had two earthquakes in California? And in order for the um, emergency, the EBS system to go off, the EAS or EBS, however you know it, in order for it to go off, it has to hit, I think, at least 4.7 to 5.0 on the Richter scale. And Wednesday, it went off. And it was in Northern California. It hit Monday and Wednesday. And Wednesday, it hit Northern California. And it has never hit Northern California, they said, in history. I'll have to add those to my notes and show you because... I don't have a lot of these things in my notes. I think it's just the Lord bringing these things up to you. And I like to try to give you guys my evidence. You know, where are you getting this, Monica? So I like to try to show it to you. So I'm going to have to add um, the Cali earthquakes this week into my notes for you. So you guys can look them up. Or because you are such intelligent people. Just look up California earthquakes the week of, and this put in this week. Well, you can't put in this week because put in last week, which should be on um, your, put in the week of the 16th, October 16th week, and look up the earthquakes that have gone on. For the for that week, two of them have hit Cali. Okay, verse eight. We're gonna skip around. I don't. I'm not gonna read all of this. Well, but we're gonna touch on some areas, and then we're still gonna go into this anxiety and fear. But we're gonna address it from the Word of God. And you're like, you're not doing good, Monica, because you're addressing what we are stressing over. I know. But we got to go to the word of God to see what is going on. Because too much, too much of our time is we're looking at the news and we're taking it in or we're talking to each other and we're taking it in or we're looking on social media and we're taking it in. Do you catch me? It's too much. 
You have to go to the word of God that will never lie because media lies. The friends and friends and neighbors and everybody out there, they're reading and listening to the same crap of the news. We're getting it online. Why are we not getting it from the word of God and standing on the truth of that? Right? Hello. Come on. Anybody out there? Send me an amen. All right. Check it out. So we're going to have famines and earthquakes in various places. Aha. Look at this. Ladies, you should understand this. He says, all these things that are happening, the wars and rumors of wars, the earthquakes, the famines, the nation against nation, all of these are the beginning of birth pains. Think of when you were pregnant with your sons or daughters, those beginning birth pains where you're like, oh, I felt that one. Remember those days, ladies? All right. Verse nine, has this happened yet? Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. We tend to skip over that. We tend to just go wars and rumors of wars and famines and earthquakes. See, we could be raptured at any time. No. Yes, people are being handed over to be persecuted in other countries and put to death in other countries. Do you not think it's going to happen to America? Yes, it will. We are hated. Yes, we are hated by all nations because of the Lord. Everybody hates America because of Christ and Hamas. They just hate just to hate. Then it says, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Are you going to stay strong all the way to the end? Because it's about to get worse. This is nothing. It's about to get worse. It says many will turn away from the faith. Are you going to stick it out with the Lord no matter what? Is he your shield? Is he your rock? Is he your strong tower in times of trouble? What happened to our shield of faith that puts out the flaming arrows by day and darts by night? What happened to all of that? What happened to prayer? When we fear and we stress out, it is a stench to God's nose. When we stress out and we're ripping our hair because we don't know what to do and we're panicking and we're back and forth and back and forth. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Some of us can get like that. I've heard it. And we can sit there and we can go, well, I know I'm not supposed to stress out. I know I'm supposed to trust God. I get that. We're all human. And I admit there's been a couple times where I'm just like, great. My boys are over an hour away from me. I got to get them up here where I am so they'll be safe. And we all live in one house. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Where are these thoughts coming from? Where is my helmet of salvation to block all this stupid thoughts coming into my head? Don't turn away from the faith. Stay strong in the one. 
I mean, when you actually think about it, did you honestly think, and here's my, here's a side note. Did you honestly think that we were going to live forever and just everything's going to be honky dory? We all talk about, oh, heaven's going to be a wonderful place to go to. But it's either through the rapture of never dying or we die. The physical body dies and our spirit lives on forever and ever and ever. That's why it says not one hair on your head. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, not our Holy Spirit. He's talking about the spirit within us. That will live on forever. It Nobody can kill that. So don't turn away from the faith. Don't betray each other and hate each other. It's, it says it's people will. There'll be many will turn away. Don't be that one. Hang on to Jesus. Look up. He's the one that'll deal with the fear and the anxiety. And you're like, well, how, Monica? Hang on, you guys. I'm going to get there. Then we're going to have many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. We had a bunch of that just with the whole Trump's going to win the second election right in a row. We had all of that and all those, all those people were just like gone. Bye-bye. And still we have some false prophets and God is going to deal with them. Hold on. It ain't over yet. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Have we seen that? Yes. There's no love anymore. There's no kindness. There's no walking by somebody at Walmart and a smile and or have good manners and, and say, oh, excuse me, can I get in here and grab some bread? There's no kindness anymore out there, is there? But Jesus says on verse 13, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So see, don't turn away. We're going through one verse one through six. Everybody's like, it's coming. It's here. That was only one through six. We've got to get through all of the worst stuff. So let's fast forward over to down to verse. Um, well, we're not fast forwarding much. We're going to go to verse 14 and this gospel of the kingdom. Check this out. Are we here yet, guys? And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Has the gospel been preached to the whole world? No. You forgot about all those faraway places, all the different places in Africa. I know a, a, a pastor that lives in Africa, and he says the gospel has not been preached over there yet. Verse 14 still has to happen first. Then he said, look how, why, okay, why would God tell the world as far as now i'm 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 just thinking outside the box here 
It says here, so when you see, who is you? Is that the world? If they pick up the Bible and read it and believe it, yes. But who is you? When you see, that's you and me, brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, the church, the body of Christ. When you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet of Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Then it goes on and on and on. Scroll down to verse 22. Well, let's go to 21 first. It says, for then there will be great distress because of the abomination that causes desolation and all of that, that we're going to have to go through. It says, for then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. Are we in that time yet? No. Have we seen the abomination that causes desolation? No. Has the the gospel of the kingdom been preached in the whole world? No. Verse 22. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, it was cut short because of you and me. Those days will be shortened. All right. So, verse 29. Immediately after the distress of all of those days, what we just kind of kind of briefly read, skimmed through, we didn't go through all of it. Then it says the sun will be darkened. Has the sun been darkened? No. And the moon will not give its light. Does the moon still come out? Yes. Does it say anywhere in the word of God about all of these eclipses? I'm not seeing it in verse, and not verse, I'm not seeing it in Matthew 24 about eclipse. Everybody keeps saying, oh, the eclipse is a sign, it's a sign, it's a sign. Now, if you go over to, let's flip over real quick. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. Here it is. And let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. So the sun, the moon, the star, all of the things that God is, is going to make. Because see, Jesus didn't even make the sun or God didn't even make the sun until the fourth day. But he says, let the lights in the vault of the sky separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times. Is an eclipse a sacred time? No. So everybody's like jumping on this. An eclipse, an eclipse, it's a sign. All right. 
Then it says, going back to Matthew 24, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. Have you guys seen stars falling from the sky? And the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign, the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see all the peoples of the earth will see the son of man coming on the clouds. Then he'll send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they'll gather the elect. He'll gather all of us from the four winds, from north, south, east, west, from one end of the heavens to the other. So why did I just go through all of that? Well, because in our anxiety, in our fear of what is going on, you know, when I go back and I look up how Paul was, and you think of Paul and in the Bible of what he he went with or went through, Paul was the one who would sing as he was shackled in prison. Tells us how he found peace, no matter what situation Paul found himself in. Paul went to God, right? In fact, the only one who doesn't want us to go to God in our anxiety is the enemy of our soul, Satan himself. He wants us to devour all the, the media we can till we find ourselves tied up in knots. And there we sit paralyzed with fear of the unknown, wars at our at our doorstep, Russia, China, and now Hezbollah, Hamas, all of them, Iran getting ready to come against Israel, all of it, they're funding it. See, Satan wants us to devour all the news we can till we find ourselves tied up in these knots. And then there we sit, paralyzed with fear of the unknown, and anxious thoughts that fly around in our heads all day long, like those false season gnats. If you don't have them here in where I am in an Idaho, it's like the fall season comes and there's just like big bunches of gnats everywhere. You could drive down in town in the cities when I go out of come out of the mountains and I'm in town. And there's just a whole nest of gnats flying around in the air and you walk right through them and get pelted in your face and your eyes and your nose and your mouth. And you're like, and they're all over up here in the mountains where I am. If you have them, you know what I'm talking about. But Paul tells us to bring everything before the Lord because Paul knew God's character. God is supreme. He's sovereign. God isn't surprised by anything that we are in. He knew all this at the time, at the very beginning of Genesis chapter 1. He knew all this would happen. So he's not surprised about what we're going through. It's the enemy that goes, I've got to do this quick because I know that my time is coming soon. But see, the whole gospel hasn't been preached to all the world yet. It is not the end times. We are in end of days 
but not in end times, if that makes sense. We're at the beginning, like I just said, those beginning birth pains. God is, he's omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. He knows everything. That's why we hear in Bible study or at church when the pastor talks about the the Lord knows our thoughts, even before we even say them, think them. Tomorrow, he knows all your thoughts tomorrow. He knows all your thoughts in two years, five years. He knows that new baby, if you're carrying a newborn infant, he knows that baby's thoughts all the way till adulthood until he takes us to heaven. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's always there. He's omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. We have a Father who is all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful, and yet we sit here in fear or we sit here stressed out and the anxiety and we let it just tie us up in knots. And then guess what? Destroys our families or times with our families, starts arguments at work. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Satan wants us to worry so much and to believe that God has forsaken us. But God told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Hey, we'll be right back after this, so stay tuned. Hey everyone, thanks for joining our show today. I just wanted to take a moment and say that I have a special announcement to make. I'm proud to say that our show is now sponsored by Patriot Mobile. Yes, it is. It is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Patriot Mobile is a company that shares our values and supports the causes that we care about, such as honoring our veterans, which you know is near and dear to my heart, helping first responders and defending our constitutional rights. For me to learn more about Patriot Mobile and their amazing offers, you can visit my website that is with them. It is patriotmobile.com forward slash graceful. Or you can call them. And don't forget to mention this show, Graceful. When you sign up, you'll get a special discount. They'll remove the activation fee from the bill right off the bat. So check us out and remember to put in the code GRACEFUL. Now, let's get it back to today's topic. So God told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. You're like, where's that, Monica? Well, flip over to Deuteronomy 31.6. And he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. All right. So it's right there in the word of God for us. He was talking to Joshua, even in Deuteronomy. So It only seems right to go all the way back. Even them, can you imagine walking in the footsteps of Moses and having to take over a nation and lead them into the promised land? That's a big step. So if God told Joshua not to fear, and if he told 
told Joshua that he would never leave them. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you think he would leave us? Absolutely not. We know God means what he says. He's not a man that he should lie. Let's flip over to Numbers 23, verse 19. He says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I mean, how many of you guys have been praying about something or you know that the Lord is is said something into your heart and then he goes and answers it and you see it, the promise that he gave you fulfilled. So, as we sum this up, what do we do when we start entertaining some of those lies from Satan about everything going on and filling our minds? How can we get our eyes back on the Lord? Well, I figured this much out. Not only does prayer work, but we can do this by corralling our thoughts and bringing them into captivity with Christ. If you flip over to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, it says, we demolish, not go, well, I don't know about that. No, demolish. What is demolish, guys? Destroy. Leave it in a, tear it up. Leave it in a mess. Demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Do you know the word of God? Is it hidden in your heart? Do you know what God says that he will never leave you nor forsake you? Does he, do you know that he says he will give you peace that passes all your understanding? So any argument or every idea, every pretension that sets itself up against that knowledge that you have, well, God, and Paul, it says, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So here's what I found in doing that. Here's the good thing about, about all of that is that when we find all of those anxiety thoughts coming in, all of the worries of what's going on in today's world with the wars, with Israel and all of that stuff going on. It's easy to visualize something to make the concept clear. And I found that if I gather up all my thoughts and I stop and I go, wait a minute, where's this thought coming from? If I gather up my thoughts and I bring them to Jesus, kind of like in a, in a backpack, I give them to Jesus. And then he hands back to me only the thoughts he thinks are worth keeping. So it's kind of like a, in military terms, we would call a backpack a rucksack. We would say it's a rucksack uh, inspection or your backpack inspection. Ladies, open up your purse and let me see what you got in there. Make sure there's nothing in there you're not supposed to have. Or guys, open up your wallets and let's see what you got in your wallet. Hmm, you have fear in there. Pull pull that out. You have stress. Pull that out. Love. You can keep that $20 love, love payment in there. 
Joy. Yep, there's a 10 in there. Um, let me see. Nightmares. No, pull that one out. And you pull all of these out of your wallets or your purses or your backpack, whatever it is that you carry. And he takes all those out he thinks are 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 not worth keeping. And then he gives you your bag back. And he says, these are the thoughts that he thinks are worth keeping. You keep the love in there. You keep the joy. You keep the, the knowledge of the Lord in there. And oftentimes, I'm not surprised to find the ones Jesus hands me are those that actually Paul talked about. Kind of interesting, huh? See, God tells us we are to think of things. And I love this scripture, Philippians 4, 8. And I had to memorize this scripture when I was a young gal, um, a young teenage gal. And I actually joined a Bible quiz team when I was in the youth group. And we had to memorize Philippians 4, 8. And it says that we are to think of things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. God says, think on these things. Those are the things God wants us to dwell on. And isn't the Lord all those things? He is lovely. He is admirable. He is excellent. He's right all the time. He's never wrong. Don't all those things pertain to God? Isn't that the knowledge of God, like he said? You know, sometimes when I take my dogs for a walk and my husband comes with me and we spend time, well, I do, I spend time singing to the Lord in my mind, or sometimes I'll walk with with my husband and I'll have one of the ear pods in one of my ears and I just listen to the music as we're walking the dogs, and I keep one ear open to Mike, my husband, and one ear is just filling me with worship music. And I sometimes it's just giving the Lord praise, no matter what is going on. No matter all of the, what we see and all of this drama that's out there, there's people I know that are that are on social media from the time they wake up till the time they go to bed, and you wonder why they're stressed out and filled with anxiety and getting prescription anxiety meds. Good Lord. Why don't you just turn the media, social media off, turn the TV off, and save your money from having to get anxiety meds and hand your bag or your wallet over to the Lord and let them go through it. But see, I know God has given us access to his throne room. It's the best thing that it's it's kind of like Walmart. It's open all the time. His throne room is open 24-7, 365 days. We are like little children. We can go right in, climb on God's lap, tell him whatever is troubling us. And it's like, Sometimes it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're 69, 75, down to nine years old, no matter what bothers us, we could take it to the Lord. Nothing is too small, not to the one who created 
butterfly wings or those pesky gnats. What's the smallest thing in the world? He created that. So your problems are not too small or too, you're like, well, God has more important things to do. No, he doesn't. He has you. He has the the whole world. You're you're not more important than the war in Israel. Oh, did I say that right? You are just, let me rephrase. <laughs> you are just as important as the war in Israel. There you go. I had to get it right. I was like, wait a minute. You are not more important. Let me take that back now before I get like bombarded by you guys' emails. <laughs> But you are just as important as the war in Israel. You are just as important as the people that are hiding underground in China, trying to have church. He loves each one of us the same. Your concerns, your worries, your stresses. God has time for you just as much as he has time for hearing the prayers of the Israelis over there. So the next time your worries tie you in knots, take them to God, because knots are his specialty. And if you don't believe me, look up the scripture about the the strands of three and tell me that God does not have a specialty in knots. So I want to end with this. Ann Peterson. Um, she had submitted this poem on a website that I follow every, every now and then. She's a poet. She's a speaker. She's a published author of about 16 books. And her latest book is called Always There, Finding God's Comfort Through Loss. And she has some poetic um, books out there. You can look her up at com if you're into book reading. And Anne spells her name um, A-N-N-E, and then Peterson, Peter, and then Son is S-O-N. You can find her there. You can connect with her on Facebook. But I want to end with this poem. She says, knots. I'm trying to untangle, Lord, these stubborn knots I see. But every single time I try, they're getting worse for me. And then I see you smiling as you take them in your hand. And I just watch with wonder as you loosen every strand. That's by Ann Peterson. Well, I hope that encouraged you today. I hope that it calms your nerves and that you would remember, hey, we still have to preach the good news to the entire world first. And he holds the days short, especially for you and I. So look up, trust the Lord, and remember, let him inspect your purse or wallet when you seem to start going through anxiety attacks, fear, can't sleep. Open it up and say, here it is, Lord. I'm fearing this. I'm fearing that. I love the church. I love my family. Let them go through all those thoughts and weed them out. I hope this blessed you. Until next week.
Have a good one. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey with constant growth and transformation, as well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate. And share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits abound. Hey everyone, I just want to take a quick minute. I hope that you're enjoying this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time and listening to my podcast. Wherever you listen to your favorite, I'm honored to be able to share that time with you. But hey, I wanted to let you know, I have my own webpage on Captivate. And I'm going to leave the link in the description below. But if you were to join me on my page you have some perks that are coming to you what kind of perks you say well if you would subscribe for eight bucks a month i will give you bonus content my extra show that i have and then on top of that you'll get 24 hour early access to all the shows that the public already gets and then I'll even throw in an extra perk. If you have your own business, you could send me the name of your business and I'll shout it out on this podcast at the cost of eight bucks. It's a deal in itself. I understand that if you don't want to subscribe just yet, hey, just buy me my favorite drink. I have two of them actually. One is a cold coffee first thing in the morning. I love a caramel macchiato. And my other favorite summertime drink is a lotus banana blueberry chai. Oh, that's my favorite drink. Just hit the tip button and go ahead and leave me a tip and just buy me a drink. All right, with all of that, I just want to say thank you. And let's get back to the show.